What is the scuttlebutt in Victoria these days about this whole Surrey policing decision? Well, let's find out. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun joins us now. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. It's decision day on Surrey policing. Or is it? it? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. (laughs) So yesterday we get Mike Farnworth, right? And he's the guy who's going to be announcing. We're getting a tech briefing at 8.30 and uh, Farnworth announcing at 9.30. And you don't usually get technical briefings on stuff that just passes the buck. But Farnworth says this is the toughest decision, one of the toughest decisions the government's ever made. And I'm hearing him say that. And I'm going, well, you know, that's why you're in government. You make tough decisions, right? And you kind of admire a politician who is willing to make a tough decision and take the heat. And that leads you to think, hey, it's going to be thumbs up or thumbs down. Right. RCMP versus Surrey policing. So that's the Farnworth scene-setting thing, and he's wrapping himself in the mantle of a cabinet minister who's not afraid to make tough decisions. Well, then we get the premier, and the premier is fascinating on this subject because he gets asked what's coming, and he says, we're going to give the people of Surrey, Surrey Council, the information they need on transition. So he says... The tech briefing, the government has drilled down into all the numbers. They know what it's going to cost. They know what it takes to make public, to preserve public safety in Surrey. And we're going to work with the council out there to make sure they know what it takes. And I'm going, well, I don't know. Is this really a tough decision? Because basically it sounds like the premier's saying that the government is going to pass the buck back to Surrey. It's your hot potato. You created it. You make the final decision on which way you're going to go. Right. Are they creating conditions under which, though, they can make the final decision? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting point. I mean, we do this, we do get this sometimes. uh, You get it with environmental approval, right? Like the decision on Roberts Bank port expansion. You get the regulator approves it, but with conditions. So that might be, here's what you have to do. But I was quite struck, uh, and I reread the Premier's quotes again this morning, that, you know, this is a very different message coming from the government than the one they've been building up to with Farnworth for weeks now. They've been saying, you know, you're going to get a decision. You know, we need a final decision on Surrey, and it's coming. Um, The political reality that the government has been wrestling with Simi for weeks, really going back to Surrey's decision last fall after the election to reverse direction, is the government doesn't want anything to happen that will compromise public safety. That's really the job of the, that's the role for the Ministry of Solicitor General. But deep inside, too, the New Democrats, Simi, have felt like it's really unfair for them to have to take the political heat for a flip-flop that occurred within the dynamic of Surrey politics. They thought it was – they recognized it would not be win-win because there would be a winning side and a losing side, and the communities divided on this. So the strategists have been trying to think in the back rooms, is there a way we can hand this back to Surrey Council and make them take the political heat? 
It sounds, Simi, from the Premier's hints yesterday that the New Democrats found a third Mm -hmm. way. And so whatever they say this morning, um, I'm not sure it's going to be decision day on Surrey anymore. And you will no doubt remind me that I've been saying (laughs) there was going to be a decision and it was going to be to stick with the Surrey police force because all the signs that I could see coming from the government was that's the way they're headed. Um, now I'm going, Simi, you know, brick up your ears at 9.30. That thing you hear off in the distance may be the pitter-patter of little feet in the government running for cover. You know what's... Saying, Sorry, you made the mess. Sorry, council, you live with it. What's so fascinating to me about that, Vaughn, is that my feeling has always been that by by pinning this all on the provincial government, that Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke was hoping that the provincial yep. government was going to bail her, them out of this decision. That's an interesting possibility too, Surrey, that, that uh, Simi, there was that there, there was this view in the background, you know, there was a lot of background on this, this view in the background that, you know, it wouldn't be so bad for Brenda Locke, a narrow win. She did what she said she was going to do. She pushed this thing out. We're going back to the RCMP and she would not be entirely crushed if the government stepped in and said, no, you can't. And it's not going to happen. And then she can point fingers and say, well, we tried, you know, but the provincial government overruled us. And again, the political backdrop for this, there are nine, Surrey has nine seats in the provincial legislature. Seven of them are held by New Democrats. They're adding another seat in electoral distribution. So it's not win-win if the government goes thumbs up and thumbs down. It's going to tick off some people. And if the government ends up wearing it, then that's bad news for those local New Democrats. We saw this again in action yesterday with, a, with the BC United leader, Kevin Falcon. He wants to win back Surrey. He launched the renaming of his party in Surrey. He used to be an MLA for Surrey. And he gets asked, well, what's your position? And he goes... You know, I just don't have the information at my fingertips that the provincial government does, so I think they've taken too long to make the decision, but I just can't say what's the best decision. So he doesn't want to wear this either, and he's the opposition leader. He doesn't have to. It's not his decision. But again, you're reminded of the political stakes here that go way beyond the question of which way to go. I think the best we can hope for now is when we get the tech briefing at 8.30 and then the announcement at 9.30 that the information here really is take it to the bank and would allow any reasonable person looking at it to say this is what it would cost to proceed with the Surrey police force and this is what it would cost to go back to the RCMP, because for the ratepayer, the taxpayer in Surrey, yes, number one consideration is public safety, but number two consideration is how much is this so, thing going to cost to fix? Okay, so theoretically then it could be, here is what it's going to be for this, here is yep. what it's going to be for that. You can do whatever you want, but we require another vote in council on this. Uh, yeah, that would be a way of doing it. Um, like essentially, here's all the info. The, yeah. yeah, essentially, the council's got to take all these numbers, 
Yes. And and live with them, and living with them, you're right, may well mean um, we go down this road knowing this. And, you know, I think you're probably going to hear some people say, well, hey, what we need on this is a referendum. You're not going to get that. At this late date, I don't think you're going to get that. I mean, they, they really, the one thing Surrey Council has had and the Surrey mayor has been right on is we need a decision yes. out there on this. We're way down the road on this. We got to decide to go forward or reverse direction. Very true. Okay, so that's this morning, yeah. technical briefing, 8.30, uh, press conference, 9.30. You'll have it live here on the Mike Smith Show for sure. Also, I have to ask you about these rallies. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a lot of buildup to these rallies. We'd heard that these were going to be a really big deal. I, I didn't see a huge crowd at, at a lot of these. No, there's a half dozen enough is enough rallies. Uh, and the big one was in Nanaimo, which is, you know, ground zero for this anger over public safety, over random violence, over the release of chronic offenders and all that. That was a, I think that was the significant one, but there were smaller rallies in other communities that are wrestling with this issue as well. There's not a huge turnout here at the legislature. I didn't get out to have a look at it, but my colleagues tell me that there were more BC Liberal MLAs or BC United MLAs out there encouraging them than there were actual <laughs> protesters. I guess you go, is this the beginning of something or did it sort of fizzle? Right. I think the issue is still building. And in the long run, this is going to be a problem that haunts the government. But I would say the organizers have talked a better line than they have delivered in terms of protest rallies this far. Yeah, that's what it looks like. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy.